Business schools. If you can manage one business, you can manage any. The dean of a major business school told me that nothing of practical value and use has ever come out of academia. The ethereal subjects of articles in the Harvard Business Review would tend to confirm his cynicism. Nevertheless, managers at all levels continue to pore over the pages of this and similar journals, searching for the next secret for success, much as the folks at cocktail parties search for their favorite appetizers. They are more likely to find secrets for failure, one of which is the hypothesis. It has yet to rise to the level of theory and is eons away from fact that all businesses are managed by the same principles and, therefore, can be managed by any manager who understands these principles. Bull. Roger Smith, the former CEO of General Motors, is a good example. He was a financial whiz who came up through the ranks of GM's Treasury Headquarters in New York. He knew the money side of making vehicles, but, in the words of one journalist, in the business of making and selling cars, he was practically clueless. His cluelessness is exemplified by a few stats of GM's performance during Rogers' nine-year tenure as CEO. Between 1981 and 1990, GM's market share in the U.S. fell from 44 to 36 percent, setting the stage for the firm to lose many billions. He spent billions on acquisitions designed to save the company and didn't, and he formed Saturn to build cars starting from a clean sheet of paper, which angered other managers who wanted the investment dollars to improve their own products. Almost 20 years later, GM was still recovering from Rogers' mismanagement, and in 2010, the company was saved from bankruptcy by you and me, a.k.a. taxpayers. The Obama administration brags about the number of jobs it saved, but never about the billions of dollars lost as GM stock price has fallen. And, by the way, Saturn has gone the way of all flesh. Westinghouse Electric, now a faded memory, is another example. Not satisfied with being modestly successful as a maker of big and sophisticated electrical equipment for utilities and industries, it fell into the trap of diversification as the road to growth and the arrogance of universal management. So it ventured into all sorts of businesses that stock analysts and other gurus had anointed as growing faster than the GNP, watches, bottled water, housing, robotics, and computers, to name a few. Trouble was that nobody in a company focused on industrial markets knew how to manage businesses focused on consumers, so many of the new businesses tanked. We in the advertising PR business often jump into the bar-restaurant business as investors, owners, and operators simply because we spend so much time in such places that we think we can run one better than the folks who actually do so. Pure bullshit in most cases. A friend fell into that trap and bought a small cafe about 70 miles from his home, fired the current managers, and took over with all the verve and nerve of a true novice. He soon found that the waitstaff, mostly students at the local college, showed up whenever they damned well pleased, purveyors didn't trust the new guy on the block, and demanded payment before delivery, and the chef wouldn't change the menu despite good reasons for doing so. My friend found himself working 80 to 90 hours a week to pick up the slack of irresponsible employees, and borrowing big sums of cash to pay purveyors. After a year, he was being sued for divorce by his neglected wife and back pay by his disillusioned employees, so he declared bankruptcy, and now you and I are paying for his hubris as we always do when debts aren't paid.
A large engineering construction company I worked for as a sales engineer remained in business happily for a century by carving out a niche in the steel and iron mining industries with steady, competent expertise. Then, caught up in the frenzy for growth for the sake of growth, the board hired a CEO, the first ever who wasn't pulled from the ranks of the company, and who was an accountant, not an engineer. He immediately diversified into other industries such as power generation and paper that he figured needed the same kinds of expertise. Yes, those industries need engineering construction services, but from companies and people who understand the businesses and the technologies that support them.